Like, it's one of those, it's back to what I was talking about a few episodes ago, where, like, something can be cheesy, like, really uncomfortably cheesy, and I love it, yeah. because it just works. Oh, totally. This one, th- and this goes back to the difference in the cheese, Okay, Sarah. okay, but do we like this? Th- th- I do like this. Okay, I liked this, too, so it would be a high rating of cheese. Right, that's a good cheese. It's a good cheese. That's a lot of cheese, okay. but it's good quality cheese. <laughs> okay, dress-up montages, most of the time, that's a high quantity of cheese quality of cheese. So I oh, rank so that the lower. Quality of oh, cheese. I rank the quality of no, cheese. No, see, I rate the quantity of cheese. Oh, see, I, I rank both quantity and quality. Because you, you can have a movie with a low amount of cheese, but the cheese that you get is high quality. That's <laughs> oh a good God, ass I cheese. Oh my God, I can't. There. I can't. Okay. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here. You'll love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Hope Floats. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow us uh, on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and ways you can reach out to us at Rom-Com Rewind on Instagram, TikTok, and you can email And we will be making an email account. <laughs> so you can actually send us yeah, emails. more things there. On Instagram, though, Catherine reached out about our most recent movie, Letters to Juliet, saying, this is egregious, and I can't let this stand. Sarah, you said Shakespeare only wrote tragedies. Face palm emoji. We need to fix this. You already did 10 Things I Hate About You, which is based on the Shakespearean comedy taming of the shrew. But if I could... Catherine suggests doing whatever it takes, which is a raunchy teen rom-com that's based on Midsummer's Night Dream, which, would argue, is the OG rom-com, a la Shakespeare. I know. You know what? I sent Catherine back a facepalm of myself. Um, How because, dare you, Sarah? Yeah, I know. No, and you know what? It's true. It is true. He did not only write tragedies. Um, he wrote a lot of tragedies, though. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. What's What's the breakdown here? Is it like 80% tragedies? Oh, God, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to look at the whole catalog of Shakespearean plays I'm now. Ca- I feel like I have to, I was to, about to know? say, I'm trying to corner you into an answer I know. so that I'm, Catherine I'm can not, come back. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not going to do it. But you know, when, <laughs> and you know what else, Sarah when, when I made that comment, I was thinking of I was thinking of Romeo and Juliet, Othello, Macbeth. Like I was thinking of all those, those that stories that we school read. school to watch. Yes, or read. <laughs> or read, yeah. In, in high school. Um, but yes, he did write... Rom-coms. The, the, yeah. the OG rom-coms. The OG rom-coms. I agree, Catherine. I completely agree. Hope Floats is a 1998 romantic drama inspired by Shakespeare's play. No, I'm kidding. I don't think it's a Shakespearean <laughs> adaption. It's directed by Forrest Whitaker, though. It is. How fascinating. So cool. Hope Floats is the story of Bertie Pruitt, Sandra Bullock. Bertie discovers on a national TV talk show that her husband, Bill, has been cheating on her with her best friend. So Bertie, along with her daughter, Bernice, travel back to her hometown of Smithville, Texas, to kind of get their bearings a little bit. They stay with Bertie's mother, Ramona. We also meet a very young Harry Connick Jr. as Justin Matisse. I I don't think there's an emphasis on Justin. I think it's just Justin. Justin Matisse. It's a French last name, though. (laughs) So it would be Justin. Oh, Okay. No, it's definitely Justin. <laughs> it Matisse. definitely is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna let it slide, you know. But yo, Justin and uh, Birdie previously had a crush on each other in high school. We think so. Yeah. 
Oh, he definitely. Well, definitely Justin. He for sure had a crush on definitely. her, but they, they shared a first kiss, so there must have been something. True. And that's maybe the lead-in for our movie. It's very much, we meet Birdie, yeah. and just calamity strikes her her family and herself, and now she's picking up the pieces in Smithville. Yeah. Texas. I th- Yeah. Come on out, Birdie. Go ahead and take off your blindfold. Oh, my God. Connie is your best friend, and she told us that she loves you very much. I love you, too. And the last thing that she wants to do is to hurt you in any way. Connie? Birdie? Billy and I are having an affair. Sometimes when you're starting over... Don't look back, sweetheart. It's bad luck. There's no place like home. You look just awful. Well, I feel awful, Mama. Well... You look it. <gasps> I saw you on television. Really? I taped it. We got to see it twice. Once Central, once Mountain. Okay, so I think this is the funniest way to start a rom-com. Like, funniest <laughs> and most tragic. Yeah. Like, I feel so bad for her, but at the same time, I'm like, that was really creative. Like, the Very writing for that. Really uncomfortable. You know, secondhand embarrassment. Secondhand tragedy, really. But um, back to the tragedy. Thing, you're like, right? oh my god, yeah, I know, I'm all on it now. <laughs> um, but what a creative way to start it. Like, I I don't think I've ever seen a rom com started with such a bang, like with such a breakup in a way that, like, I think I'll remember that that part of the movie. Yeah, forever. It's really raw. It's very. It's almost um disjointed based on what you're seeing is happening, yeah, <clears throat> which is that Birdie is finding out that her husband has been cheating on her with her best friend. And the audience is kind of laughing, and it's like yeah, a it's like a weird. Jerry Springer, Maury-style show. So this Tony Post person is like, well, folks, like, and here comes Birdie, and she's about, and it's all very, like... Happy-go-lucky, and then, like... Sensationalized? <laughs> yeah. And she's basically learning that her marriage is over. <laughs> It's really horrible. Yeah, you know? and it's, it's done. There's a contrast that and it doesn't make sense. Totally, and it's done in a way where like nobody's like condolencing, like condolences to her. It's more like this is factual. This is what's happening. Okay, now scoot off the stage. It's done. Like it was just so. Birdie, Connie is your best friend. She's my best friend. <laughs> and she told us that she loves you very much. Yeah, I I, I love you too. <laughs> and the last thing that she wants to do is to hurt you in any way. <sighs> Connie. Bertie, Billy and I are having an affair. He doesn't love you anymore. He wants to marry me. It's like a traveling circus show, and she's yes. the bearded lady, and we're all laughing at her, and like, you know, it's horrible for for Bertie Sandra Bullock's character. Oh, for sure. Like, I think it was just I was so taken aback. Like, this is how they started the movie um but the movie in general because that's really what you're asking me yeah um total 90s movie yeah but like you said disjointed and i found it was disjointed throughout the movie i think like it didn't the flow for it wasn't perfect for me i really liked the movie though i think it was because we've been doing so many modern day rom-coms and we threw it back to the 90s it was kind of nice to get a different pace that's exactly what it is it's a different pace of a movie i think it kind of plods along at times listen i I think the only reason this movie is not horrible is because i've realized doing this podcast i'm convinced sandra bullock has never made a bad movie i'm even eyeing all about steve remember that that might be the only exception oh i don't think i've seen that one oh 
Mm. I mean, I'm not going to now. We'll have to rewatch it because oh, it might okay. be the only bad Sandra Bullock movie. I thought the story for this was good, not great. Harry Connick Jr. I was liked fine. The story. Not, nah, it, it was okay. I thought. I kind of wish we had a little bit more of that, like powerful, swoon-worthy moment between like Harry Connick Jr. and Sandra Bullock. I thought Gina Rowland as the sage mothery character, pretty solid. She's always pretty solid, but I think you. You could interchange any of those other characters, like Bernice, with a different actor or actress. This movie's kind of the same. I think if you change the actress who plays Bertie, you know, from Sandra Bullock, I don't really think anybody else could do it the same. I, I think, like, Julia Roberts, maybe. But she had a character that was, like, super dynamic. She's a mother, gets cheated on, picks up her life, is back at her hometown. I think we all know the feeling of like seeing someone from high school for the first time in 10 years and you're like, oh my God, please don't say hi to me. Please don't say hi. Oh, oh hi. Like, There's just a lot happening in this movie and with her um, or without her and with like a, a lesser actress, I think that person would just like drown in it. I don't know if they could like do it. Drown in it. Hope floats. Get it? Anyway. Yeah. Well, we don't really find out what hope floats, like what hope floats. The whole entire movie is about until the very end. They, anyway, they say it literally the end. <laughs> the end of the movie as yeah. the uh, credits are rolling. Um, you don't think somebody like Reese Witherspoon could play it? Like, I think she could be in that role to play to play Birdie. I think Reese is close. I don't know. Like Sandra Bullock and Julia Roberts have a lot of like depth. You say Julia Roberts now, and I see Julia Roberts in that role. Mm-hmm. I I liked the movie. I did because it was nice and refreshing. So, like you said. She, um, on national television, essentially gets dumped. Like, let's be honest. Bill has left her. Like, they are really not married anymore. I mean, they're technically married under law and whatnot. But really, Bill has pieced out on her. Um, but what a way to bring out the dirty laundry. Have, 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 have you been sleeping with him? Well, yeah. Actually, <laughs> Connie told us that she had sex with your husband, Bill, in your home on your living room floor. <laughs> So yeah, she lives, leaves Bill, moves back to her hometown, and uh, in a great car. We used to have that car in, in uh, the great car she drives. We used to have that one in Oh, really? Yep. Um, also, fun fact, uh, she was the queen of corn uh, three years running. That's what she says on the way there. Uh, but yeah, we meet Ramona, who's Birdie's mom, who's also, is she the taxidermist or was her father the taxidermist? I think she's the taxidermist. She is, yeah. She makes these stuffed cats that she calls scaredy cats which are absolutely terrifying (laughs) they're horrible they're awful we have taxidermy uh fish at our cottage actually and um see at a cottage is different though i'm assuming i'm gonna see some stuff at a cottage yeah but in somebody's just random house it's it's not appealing though in any way shape or form like to have dead fish up on (laughs) you don't think so no like i don't it's weird. Well, especially because that is like a fishing camp, so I feel like... Yeah, I I would rather run into that on the wall than we used to have on the wall these really creepy pictures of clowns. Wait, where? At the cottage. What? Why? They're not on there now. Why They're not up there have, now. Sorry, I pictures of clowns? Yeah, like pictures of clowns. <laughs> I don't know why. What I just thought of that. Right As now? I was saying the taxidermy thing, I realized... I would rather run into that in the middle of the night trying to go to the bathroom uh, than the, the pictures of clowns. So we we were just making fun of Ramona's taxidermy cats. Yes. And Sarah's like, I used to, yep. at our cottage, mm-hmm. clowns. Our family cottage, yep. Okay, well, what are like the top worst things 
decor items that you can have in a house. Clowns. I think pictures of clowns and stuff is pretty high up there. I actually, now that I think about it, I think I w- it would be clowns and then scaredy cats. No, it would be clowns, <laughs> other taxidermy fish, and scaredy cats. <laughs> Miscellaneous. So, so, <laughs> so your childhood <laughs> camp had had previously <laughs> two of the three worst things yes. that you can have. In a, okay. I think so. What do you think? I mean, clowns is pretty... Ha- yeah. no, 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 no. Worse than clowns is like those... Old porcelain dolls. Oh yes, those are pretty bad. Oh too. yeah, those are really creepy. There were none but of with those the eyes. Yeah, the eyes yeah, get the me. eyes. They follow you around the room. You didn't have those at camp. No, we you? didn't. Okay, we didn't. I did <laughs> used to own some when I was a kid, though. They, what happened to them? Um, I think I don't know. I think I s- they were sold. Oh, to possess another child at some other house. Yeah. Oh my god, great. brings me back Chucky memories. Yeah, okay. that, that's what I'm getting at. All right. God. Sorry, that totally went off course but i needed to talk about the clown photos Dude, thank you for sharing it with us you're welcome yeah whose decision was that was that like your grandparents I'm that assuming? was my grandparents yeah, yeah they i actually i'm really wondering now where the where they came from maybe they were just there what like what oh my god I'm don't even just say kidding that. sorry also like what's the thought <laughs> process like hey we've got a cottage you know there are guns we're gonna be hunting there's boats we're gonna be fishing yeah. you know what this place needs yeah clowns so <laughs> it needs men who are dressed up no yeah like <laughs> they were paintings they were paintings of oh, clowns paintings mm-hmm. oh um, no you know yes. what that means sarah that what? means that some some relative of yeah. yours definitely painted them because you don't just randomly get paintings of clowns no it's true great uncle i don't know bill um made made clown interestingly paintings. those paintings of the clowns were in the kids rooms why they weren't in any of the adults rooms. oh clowns are one of those things that like who thought this was a good idea no child actually likes a clown at first no no that's not a natural no. like oh i like that guy Devin, most people don't like clowns Ex- at all exactly but like collectively at some point people thought hey like kids are gonna like clowns let's let's make it a thing because th- clowns yeah. didn't exist for all of eternity we decided to to I'm, add clowns I'm, to humanity you know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah, like, the origins of clowns. What's the um, origin of clowns? Creepy. Creepy AF. Okay, so moving on from the creepy scaredy cats. Um, so Bernice, Bernice is Birdie's daughter, which mm-hmm. is really hard with the two Bs, I will admit, throughout this movie. Um, and she goes with Birdie when Birdie leaves Bill. She starts at a new school, um, walks in. She, I find she's a very um, precocious, very smart <laughs> child. Yeah precocious i have nice more word. more to say about bernice later on um but so far you know she's very very smart she's very in tune with what's going on but but still a kid you know um but being the new kid sucks having to make new friends again trying to fit in into a world where you grew up in the city and now you're in you know a small small town that really isn't on any map until you get to texas um yeah they joke about that yeah it's i think it's hard going for a lot of people in this movie, like Birdie's having a hard time adjusting. You have Bernice who's having a hard time adjusting. Ramona, Birdie's mom, just happy-go-lucky, man. Like she is just loving. She just loves life, and I love that. Yeah, it's a time of it's a time of change and like evolution for a lot of characters, and that's it's never like change is always hard. I think they even talk about that a lot in the movie. So it's just a really difficult time for Bernice and Birdie. Yeah, and then we have Ramona who likes to, you know, um, stir the pot. And so that evening, uh, she invites Justin uh, Matisse over to help her fix the porch when in reality it's just to, to see 
Birdie's home. Ooh, Justin, you used to have a crush on her. Look who's home. Yeah. Typical mother. Ramona is the typical. um, She has great advice, but she's also very, I I don't want to say presumptuous, but she definitely puts Birdie in situations where, yeah, she meddles, she stirs the pot, she likes to... Yeah, so so we meet Harry Co- Harry Connick Jr. We do. He is the love interest in this movie. This is the re-meet cute. Hey, Justin. Well, well, well. If it ain't Bertie Calvert. Uh, it's Pruitt. Bertie Pruitt. Sorry. You smell just delicious, Justin. Thanks. You wearing cologne? Oh, uh, no, uh, that's a um, little paint thinner, a little sweat mixed in with it. <laughs> Right, because they did know each other from high school. He's wearing jeans, yeah, and like a like a denim colored shirt, clean shaven. He's got the '90s slick back look. He totally did have the '90s hair. He he had the '90s wear. Um, that rhymed. Um, didn't even know. And uh, he looked good though. Did he? Okay, I've got a question. Did it's a real question. Okay. The question is: Is Harry Connick Jr. Good looking. I think sometimes. Okay, and that that right there, Sarah, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> I want to make a category he, of actors. Oh, wait, 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 though. Yeah. He is better looking. He is better looking at any point in time than Kevin Bacon. <gasps> Ooh, snap. Yes, you agree. I want to make a category of actors. All right. We can make it here collectively right okay. now. Okay. He's going to be like the, the star of this category, but it's the, hey, is is that dude good looking? Group of actors. All right. It's Ooh, people. This is going to be good. Well, like, we pretend like these guys are good looking. I feel like everybody talks about how good looking they are, but every time I see them, I'm like, is that guy good looking? I don't, I don't know. Like, for example, is Sean Penn good looking? No, I don't think Sean Penn's good looking. But some people th- say that he's good looking, Sarah. Really? Yeah. Why? Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Interesting. Is Robert Pattinson good looking? Oh, sometimes. Okay. If the oh, answer to yeah. this question is sometimes, yeah. then they belong is the yeah. good looking. No, group. Robert Robert Pattinson is good looking sometimes. sometimes. Right, exactly. He's not good looking all the time. There's roles that he's played where I'm like, nah, no thanks, I'm good. Or even like photos that have come out and like I'm just like, mm, I don't know, I could take you to take you or leave you. Okay. Michael Sarah. Oh, poor Michael Sarah. Okay. Michael Sarah, no. <sighs> Oh, okay, just, come on now. He's just so You're dorky. You're proving my point. I am, very dorky. I am. He's so dorky. And like, it's like, I love me a dork, but um, sometimes, but I would say more often not. Okay, more often not. So yeah. maybe he's not even in this group. Maybe he's just not good looking. Well, that's just my opinion. Right. Okay. How about um, Javier Bardem? Oh. Eat, Pray, Love with Julia yeah, Roberts? Yeah, yeah, no, I know. He's Spanish. Okay. Like sometimes when he's clean shaven. If the answer is sometimes and, and short then hair. more words, then he's then he belongs in this group. Like I'm trying to think. He's good he is a really good villain. Oh, he's a great villain. Um, Jeff Goldblum. No, I think he's good looking. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Benicio. He's, he's 69. What? Yeah, he looks so good for sixty nine. Wow, does look yeah, good for unreal. You're right. Maybe he belongs in the actually good looking. Yeah, no, he is good looking. Um, Benicio del Toro. No. Oh, he's not good looking. No, I don't think so. Kay. No, not at all. And last that's just one. me again. Last one, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Hundo P. He is good looking. Yeah. 
like d- definitively good looking? Yeah, no, he's good looking. I think he's really good looking. Okay. Did you know that he's the same age as Benicio? Oh, really? They're the yes, same age. Yes, they're the same age. Good, good to know. Yeah, there you go. But um, yes, no, Je- Jeffrey Dean Morgan is really good looking. So Robert Pat- Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. Javier Bardem, mm-hmm. Sean Penn, mm-hmm. no, Harry Connick Jr. Well, Sean Penn, yeah, yeah, because he's like, meh, well, some people I don't find him attractive yeah. at all. I just think there should be a group of guys who on every, any given day can be both <laughs> unattractive and attractive, and we just don't know where they sit in the spectrum of good-lookingness. So the next little bit is a, is really about them settling in. So, you know, uh, Bernice, I think that same night, uh, kicks out Justin out of the home saying, mm-hmm. makes him leave, saying that uh, he, he had a skunk and Bertie used to yell, you stink, Justin Matisse, which I thought was hilarious that Bernice remembered that from right. when they're at home with Bill and I guess so clearly I don't know if Justin broke her heart or something like that but some diary with Justin's name yeah, Bernice yeah. read it <laughs> they had a yeah. skunk and you stink Justin Martise. Um and you know Bernice went and told Bill that um, Bertie was having a really hard time and she was really sad couldn't get out of bed and of course Bertie freaks out at Bernice which like that's hard to take as Bertie like having your kid say that to your ex who literally left you on national television. Like my feels for, for Birdie in that scene, I was like, Bernice, yo girl, like, I know you're like eight, but come on. You're, but I you mean, seem smart, but I know you're a kid, you know, like you got to remember that you're a kid. If dad calls, Hey, like, how's your mom doing? Yeah. Oh, she doesn't really get out of bed that much. Like I could see an eight year old kid saying that for sure. sure. You know, but I was watching that. And I was like, Oh, Bernice, come on. That's, there's a lot of conflict between Bertie and Bernice that I think it's that's this part of the movie is actually written very well, but it's also the most difficult to watch. It is. It is. Yeah, I would agree. Bernice is so young and, you know, her parents are splitting and she really doesn't know how to deal with all these complex emotions. Yeah. And I think Bern- and I think Bertie's trying to deal with her own emotions, but she doesn't realize that her daughter also needs help dealing with her own her own emotions. Yeah. And luckily, Ramona is there as Bertie's mother to help um, like she really steps in and takes control of of helping Ber- Bernice and Bertie kind of overcome these feelings and, and what's next in life so what's next in life for Bertie she goes to the employment agency um, she tries to get a job but she doesn't really have any skills since she was a stay-at-home mom because Bill really didn't want her to work and um, clearly she was a popular girl and may have been you know slightly mean to a few of the other girls at school and we kind of find this out through this scene and um i think birdie kind of apologizes in a way that makes it like better it's kind of like yeah you know i was a shitty human to you and i acknowledge that i don't know what i did or said but i'm really sorry she's being humbled totally yeah and some people peak in high school right and i think we're learning that maybe that was birdie like she was her coming back to town was the talk of the town like oh my my god God, birdie's back but then you realize, like, she's a very broken person. There's yeah. not a whole lot going on that's going well for Birdie right now. Yeah. It's very humbling. And so uh, Dot, who runs the employ- who runs the employment agency, um, helps Birdie get a job at the local photo development shop. Um, and <laughs> on the first day, they talk about the naked photos that they get. Or, yeah. sorry, scandalous photos. And the guy says... Um, you know, before you give them back to the owner of the scandalous photos, make a copy, put them in this drawer. You can't bring them home, but you can look at them anytime you want. That's weird. 
oh, that's um, illegal and weird. I was gonna say that's a joke that we made in 1998. That <laughs> totally. we're like, haha, wouldn't that be? And now it's like, oh no, like you get charged for that. That's super. That's invasion of privacy. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, but is it yeah. though? We well, no, it is keeping them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you can't keep them. But I mean, like. You have to develop them. Like in the 90s, we developed film. Like we went to a shop to go and get a roll of film developed. As they were, as the pictures were coming out, the person looked at them all to make sure that they weren't blurry or make sure that, you know, they weren't completely black or whatever. Sure. Like they did go through them. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I don't know, it's so weird to me and foreign to me that how we used to develop photos. Like I'm sure, where did people get Scandi photos developed? By the guy at the Photoshop, oh and he's going to keep one for himself, and <laughs> it's going to be really creepy. So creepy, because, like, especially because it's such a small town. Oh, weird. Weird. We've come so far. Film is no longer really a thing unless you have something to develop it in your house, or I think there's few and far between places that develop. Anyway, it's crazy to think about. I'm just trying to think if I had anything crazy, but the only crazy thing I think, I I don't know, we were at camp, and I think I took photos of moose. So, <laughs> there you go. We're getting a really um, I know eclectic backwoods-ish <laughs> vision of Sarah here. So take pictures of moose, and there were fish on the wall. Oh Before God. the fish, it was clowns. <laughs> what, a, what a weird childhood. <laughs> this wasn't in my house. Remember that. Go on. But you know what, though? The person, there were two pictures of the moose, and one of them, I remember, was, I think I still have it, was flagged. Like, sh- the, the person developing the photos said, oh, this one's a little blurry. And, like, they put, like, a little sticker on it saying, a little blurry or something. <laughs> so they did go through them all. Wow. You know that they did. So Justin, throughout the movie, asks out Birdie a few times, and every time she kind of declines saying, oh, like, I'm still married. And she's still very faithful to Bill. Like, I'm not really sure... throughout this movie you're kind of like you know he left her and it was clear she leaves to go to texas like moves complete different states and like they're not together they're they're in chicago right yeah she's going north south right across the country and it's kind of like you know she says oh i'm a married woman and like i don't i don't think you're getting back together or or do you think part of her thinks that they're going to get back together like i don't think so i don't think they're getting back together and that's evidenced by you know what's coming up soon which is a funeral scene and i think the way that birdie reacts to that i think she knows that the relationship is over i just don't think that she wanted to like i think she's just depressed you know she spends all day in bed she's not really doing much she's just like basically in a lifeboat of her own life you know she's She's just just trying to stay afloat she's just exactly so i think you know justin or justin trying to you know (laughs) chat with her yeah she says like oh i'm a married woman or whatever but i think she just doesn't want anything yeah yeah which you know what i think you're probably right you you hit the nail on the head for sure um there is a scene in this movie that reminds me of the movie matilda it's when bernice there she's at school they're playing volleyball she hits big dolores which like why is her name big dolores um (laughs) with a volleyball which i mean like sorry dolores you were totally taunting her and then she goes and hits the ball like you told her to and it just lands in your face i mean what do you expect anyway um when after the next day at school, when Dolores is following Bernice and like Bernice is walking out into like and all the kids are standing there, it totally reminded me of Matilda. I was like, oh, my God, the filming, like the way it was shot, 
all the kids standing around. I was like, this 100% reminds me of when Matilda's little friend with the pigtails gets like thrown by by the teacher and thrown in the air. Anyway, it was it, it just totally brought me back to Matilda and I love that movie. Uh my best scene though. Okay. My best scene is when Bernice gets home from school after kind of getting into like a very, I guess, eight year old fight where Dolores just pushes her. Yeah. Um it ended so quickly, that scene. But um the scene where Bertie and Ramona and Travis try to cheer her up by dressing up and dancing in her room. And then they all have like a little sing along. And um, I loved that scene. It was so cute. It was really heartwarming. And you got to see kind of like they're on the up and up, you know, like they're on on the part where they're trying to get their their stuff together. Yeah. Well, hopefully we think maybe. Yes. And side note, Travis. Travis is um, being looked after by Ramona. Uh, Travis belongs to Bertie's sister who is trying to m- make a go of it in Hollywood, um, which he, he himself is a little Hollywooder. Um, <laughs> he, he dresses up throughout the movie as a whole bunch of different characters. He's a really, I don't know, he's like a comedic relief addition to the movie I found. It's a strange little addition. He I like is. him. He is. I liked it though. So they go to a country night um, and it might just be a dance night. Yeah. <laughs> So um, they, as in Justin and Bertie. Justin and Birdie. Well, Birdie's there. Justin also happens to be there. They dance together. They end up at the house he's building, and they end up having sex. Boom! They did it. But whoa, like, Sarah, you just go right to the sex. Well, it's just like Calm I just down. find, like I said, like I find some of these parts in this movie are very piecemeal. Like they're at the they're at the country night, and then they like they go there, and then it's just like heats up so quickly. Like they've been on a few dates at this point. One or two, they went to a movie, and I don't know. It's just like they had some extremely emotional connection. Yeah, there. you they liked this. You liked this scene because you thought like the conversation was really, really deep. Oh no, I didn't think it was really, really. Deep. Okay, sorry, but you liked the conversation. But I just, uh, I thought it was good. I, um, you know how I feel about Harry Connick Jr.'s character. I, I don't know if I don't know what the deal is with him, but yeah. I thought it was good. I thought, okay, we're finally catching some feels. What? I want to dance with you. <laughs> Justin, I can't. Excuse us. Yeah, I, you really have to listen to the dialogue in this movie because there, you you don't really know much about his character, but you get little snippets of his character from other people, other townspeople. Like, like actually at that country night, um, a friend of Birdie's from high school comes over and says, oh, yeah, he was in California. He lost his job because he was too slow. Like, just little bits and pieces here when that's not really the story. He just didn't love what he was doing, so he came home. Like, but you really don't get a deep dive on any of the characters other than Bertie and Bernice. Right. You also get the impression that this town loves to chat and everybody has an opinion about everybody. And it's probably a little bit toxic. It is very toxic. Yeah. So again, Ramona tries one more time to invite Justin over for dinner and then she says, oh, wait, with the kids to leave them, you know, leave the two of them to uh, to have dinner together. And of course, Bernice again lurking. She's just lurking in the background. She flips out. I was going to say Bernice got progressively more irritable during this movie and we're kind of hitting the peak now. Bernice is just letting Justin have it like she doesn't want another daddy. She doesn't want him to be her daddy, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, the other side is that Birdie and Justin, uh, they just did it. Yeah. So 
things are a little uncomfortable during this totally <laughs> during this dinner. and birdie made it real awkward like she's made it really awkward right um so much so that after the dinner like i mean justin just pieces out he's like I'm, I'm not here for this like this is i don't need to deal with this birdie then goes to the local bar she gets drunk yeah and a good time. yeah she does and tells off that woman um yeah there was an interaction at the um photo center before with this this woman who is in the town bobby Cl- bobby claire yeah she gets too drunk and basically says oh yeah all your scandy photos that i developed you got a new set of boobs i loved that i was like yeah, yeah. you shut that down well she bobby was, was the worst she Bobby's was to- pretty crappy. yeah totally making fun of her and like saying like oh yeah who gets dumped on national television so again you'll see throughout this movie it kind of has like a water effect on on the tv screen and it means like i think time has passed <laughs> I, i'm not 100 percent sure it's totally a 90s it was thing a very 90s yeah <laughs> like i was like are we going back into <laughs> the past or are we is this fast forwarding like i'm so confused is this the future what um the- but if I'm, I'm assuming a few days or a few weeks have passed and uh ramona i'm assuming has a heart attack or an aneurysm or something and she dies yeah, it's awful. Bertie and Bernice, we think, are you know mending the relationship a little bit, and then yeah, Ramona, Ramona passes away, and then we jump straight to the funeral. We do, where Bill shows up. Bill shows up to Ramona's funeral. Yeah, like why do you feel the need to show up at that point to then break Bertie's heart further and tell her the day that her mother's funeral that you want a divorce? Yeah, I mean, you know what? If I'm playing devil's advocate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How is there a devil's advocate for this conversation? So I'm assuming Bill has been getting ready to divorce Birdie. Okay. He was probably looking for a time to go see her in the next couple weeks to. For your mother's funeral. Well, so then Ramona dies and he's like, well, I guess I'm already here. That's horrible. (laughs) No, that is not even, that is not a situation that is. Like that? No, that's not the time to do it. No. Yeah, you're right. I'm just, I'm just talking it out. You know, that's probably what Bill's thinking. I'm sure that's what he's thinking, but he's a knob. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, Fair enough. Yeah. No. So, mom's funeral not a good time to. No, not okay. not a good time okay. to talk about. Just clarify. And ask for a divorce and tell her, tell her that you're, he's no longer in love with her, and that he's in love with Connie, and they want to make a real go at it. Yeah, I think we all knew all, the, all well, those yes, things, Well, yes, we though. knew that <laughs> as the audience watching the movie. But he's not supposed to say it yet. Yeah, he's supposed to, like, not at that point. Like, anyway. So Bill and Birdie, they're they are kind of having it out. They're just yelling at each other. They are. They're, he wants a divorce. And Bernice keeps on interjecting during this oh conversation. It, this is annoying. Bernice. She was starting to be kind of rude to Birdie. Like, Birdie told oh, her, like, go outside no, and talk to your dad. really rude to Birdie. Bernice looks at her mom and she's like, don't ruin this for us or whatever. Don't ruin this for me. Walks out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. And she was waiting until... Because I want a divorce, Birdie. I'm coming with you, Daddy! Which, like, is heartbreaking for Birdie, I'm sure, just to watch that. But at the same time, I think Birdie knew that Bill doesn't want to take Bernice anyway so that who's left to pick up the pieces Birdie this is actually my best scene why is this your best scene so like the, this, this was an effing traumatic experience it was right? 
so Bernice gathers all her things. Bill starts to leave, and Bernice, with like her little thing of oh luggage, God, it was really funny, is yeah. running after her dad. <laughs> like, I'm coming with you, dad. And Bernice, I'm going with my daddy. Bernice, what do you think you're doing? I'm going with you. Honey, that's impossible. He opens his trunk to put his luggage in. She throws hers in. He takes it out. Connie and I, we need this time to ourselves to try to make a go of it. Then I'll come back for you. I promise. I promise. I promise. Now go on inside, please. It's like really effing horrible. But like it had to happen. I like this scene because I thought the Birdie Bernice storyline was really wearing on me. It was. Like, oh, this kid's just a shit to her mom. Her mom's trying to figure her life out. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, we just we just need. Is it horrible that I like this scene because I'm like, shut the f up, Bernice. No, I, <laughs> your I, dad doesn't want you. I think oh my is God. that bad? Wow, Am I like, horrible? Let's lay it out. I mean, I don't think, I, I don't think we had to rip the bandaid like off. Like the scene, but yes, you had to rip the bandaid off because the only way for Bernice to trust accept what's, and going, accept on. what's yeah. going on and to move on with her, a relationship with her mother at the age of eight my god um was to realize that her dad didn't want to take her like when he, when he says to his daughter which is awful i'm sorry i can't take you right now me and connie really want to make of it make a go of it i'm like you can't take your daughter like what a way to leave leave your daughter with your wife because what she's the mother like why can't yeah. you take her yeah. Also, Bernice kind of sucked. So now it's like a, and now we're figuring it out, Bernice. Totally. Like, come on. I mean, I have I have a few things here that like really annoyed me about this movie. So like, what time period was this movie set in? Because sometimes I'm like, okay, this is like late 80s or 90s for sure. Well, photo development would yes, say 90s. I would say 90s. They are so, color photos. Yes. So, okay. Okay. So in the 90s. <laughs> and then you have Travis who's sitting on the porch talking to Justin all while Bertie and Bill are having this argument in the background and Travis was being taken care of by Ramona yeah. who passed away. And so now what happens to him? Because his mother's in Hollywood trying to make a career, which from what we know through the grapevine isn't overly successful. Sure. And he's sitting there being like, I don't know what's going to happen to me. And he's also probably around eight. She sends a telegram. Who yeah. sends a telegram? Call. Why is she sending a telegram? That's why it threw me off. I was like, what period of this movie is set in? But Justin Matisse does say, yes. he's like, wow, Travis, you got a telegram. I've never gotten one of those. <laughs> I thought that's so cool. Um, I know. Okay, so the four things that really irk me about this movie. Was that not the one? That is one of them. Okay. The fact that his mother leaves her son with Ramona to raise which is absurd bernice thinks that her dad left them because it's her mother's fault yeah she thinks it's birdie's fault bill gaslights the heck out of birdie constantly because it's all birdie's fault yep and bernice is a brat there you go those are my four so like am am i the worst that i (laughs) enjoyed that scene okay you didn't enjoy it don't say you enjoyed it (laughs) like a little bit though that's where it gets like not okay (laughs) a little bit weird Okay, okay you shouldn't like that scene it was powerful it was a necessary scene that had to happen and i was just yes. so annoyed with bernice by that point of the movie i'm like yeah see god your mother's good shit go back with your effing god oh my god bill sucks why do you want to be with him it was impactful right it was cathartic maybe watching 
like I don't know. Well, I, I like you said, those scenes were really hard to watch because you could see how shattering they were to Birdie and how mean Bernice was to her mom. Yeah, exactly. And like, just think about it. If she's eight, she hasn't hit hormones yet. Bernice is gonna be the worst. Anyway, we get to the good part, the good ending. The great ending. I actually really like this ending. I thought this was really cool. So eventually Bernice and Birdie, they have, um, th- they finally mend the relationship. There's the really, really cute, cheesy moment. Love it. With uh, Justin and Birdie. So Birdie, Birdie's now kind of mended things and she's at the photo shop. And there was the storyline with uh, Bobby Claire's photos, how oh, like yeah. the machine ate them up or whatever, <laughs> and they didn't come out right. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Birdie is at the place, and there's a set of photos that are coming out wrong, and she's like, oh, no, not again. But it's really just like 10 blank photos, and then a photo of Justin Matisse. <laughs> what do you say And that? he's by his truck, <laughs> wearing his cowboy hat, and it's so, dude, this is so cheesy. Okay, he's good looking in this in this scene. So I've got a question. Did they take that photograph from the exact point of view that Birdie, like, did they take it from the front of the, the front Photoshop? Of the, yes, yeah, yeah, I think so. Because literally, she's looking at the photo, she looks up, yeah. and Justine Matisse oh is in God, the exact same I position in front you. of his truck <laughs> with the cowboy hat. Yeah. Like, it's one of those, it's back to what I was talking about a few episodes ago, where, like, something can be cheesy, like, really uncomfortably cheesy, and I love it, yeah. because it just works. Oh, totally. This one... The, and this goes back to the difference in the cheese. Okay, Sarah. okay, but do we like this? Th- th- I do like this. Okay, I liked this too. So it would be a high rating of cheese. Right, that's a good cheese. It's a good cheese. That's a lot of cheese, okay. but it's good quality cheese. <laughs> okay, dress up montages okay. most of the time. That's a high quantity of cheese, low quality of cheese. So I oh, rank so that it's the lower quality. Of oh, cheese. I rank the quality of no, cheese. No, see, I rate the quantity. Of cheese. Oh, see, I, I rank both quantity and quality. Because you, you can have a movie with a low amount of cheese, but the cheese that you get is high quality. Like, that's <laughs> oh some good-ass cheese there. Oh, my God, I can't. There. I Kay? can't. And then, um, <laughs> and then we get like um, a little fast-forward in time, we yeah. think, to a, a fair that's a fair. happening in Smithville, Texas. And Bernice is starting to warm up to Justin. She even makes the joke. She's like, <laughs> Mom, are you going to marry Justin? And Birdie's like, I don't know if I'm going to get married in a while. What, like, oh what's God. wrong? <laughs> Do you not want me to get married? And yeah. Bernice says, no, not really. Like, I don't, it's not that I don't want to. I just don't want to be Bernice Matisse, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> which is so funny. Um, and then we get a nice voiceover from Sandra Bullock. I actually like this line. She says, talking about the difference between her mom and things she's heard, because there is the um, uh, childhood is the best time of your life. There's that thought process. Or childhood is the time you spend the rest of your life trying to overcome. That was her mom's advice. Uh, beginnings are hard. Endings are difficult. But the middle is what's the most important. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, I liked that too. What and do you that's, think? And that's why... The movie's called Hope Floats because it's it's just like there's a line in there about how hope floats. You and just got to give time for hope to float. Yeah, and it was uh, it was good. I liked the ending a lot. I thought the the truck with the flowers, cowboy hat, like he was good looking in that fo- in that scene. The ending was super cute. He picks picks her up and spins her around. Loved it. It finished, like it finished things. You knew how things ended. I hate when movies end and you don't know what happens. Yeah, so now Justin Matisse and oh Bertie Pruitt are making a go of it. Bernice and her mom are good, and <laughs> um, everybody's living happily ever after, we think. Yes. Quick facts. This is the first movie made under Sandra Bullock's own production company, Fortis Films. Hmm. 
Two versions of the song Make You Feel My Love were used in this movie. The first is by Garth Brooks and the second is by Trisha Yearwood. These two recording artists married each other in 2005. This is Forrest Whitaker's third movie as a director. And the movie's choreography was by Patsy Swayze, who is Patrick Swayze's mom. The writer of this film, Stephen Rogers, has also written Stepmom with Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon, and only a few years ago wrote I, Tonya, the movie. The iconic song Smile by Charlie Chaplin is played in the background in the first half of the movie. And in the next scene, we see Travis uh, is dressed up as uh, Charlie Chaplin. Oh, that's funny. Gina Rollins plays a woman whose husband has Alzheimer's. Six years later, she would go on to play someone who has Alzheimer's in the movie The Notebook. At the beginning of the movie, when Bertie and Bernice are leaving Chicago to go live with her mother in Texas, the two are driving on a freeway. They pass a bus with a billboard on the side that is advertising for the TV show Bertie was just dumped on. The billboard says, Tony, she'll change your life. <laughs> Mae Whitman, who plays Bernice, has had several other roles where she's played famous daughters. She played Meg Ryan's daughter in When a Man Loves a Woman and George Clooney's daughter in One Fine Day. She was also in the TV show Parenthood. She has also been in other movies such as The Duff and TV shows like Arrested Development and Good Girls. Honorable mentions. Okay, so my honorable mention is Travis. Okay, the yeah. boy. We didn't talk about him too much in um, our overall thoughts, but um, he was the comedic relief. And I loved the fact that throughout the entire movie, every time you saw him, he was dressed in a different costume or <laughs> doing a different character or something like that. He was just he was just there. Like It was a very interesting character to add to the script. Um, but I liked him. He was so cute. And I think he helped kind of, Bernice adjust in the school portion of things. Yeah, I think I think he did as well. My honorable mention is the actress who plays Bernice May Whitman. Oh, you talked about her a lot in your mm-hmm. quick facts. Actually, you kind of said everything I was going to say. Oh, in that, who would have thought this little girl would end up to do so much? I know she's in so many things. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which I think we should do. By the oh, way, oh she is. She's in the Duff, which I think we should. I do, love the Duff. By the way. Yeah, that was such a good movie. Um, but there are other random things. Like, did you know she's the voice of Tinkerbell in a lot of the animated? No. Yeah. Very cool. I, exactly. She's the voice of Batgirl in some like DC TV shows. Oh wow. So many random things. She was in Arrested Development. Yeah. Which I just saw this on TikTok. Hilarious. Like I like <laughs> a clip with her. Right after we watched it, actually, I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's that girl. Your from phone was that's listening b- to you. That's Bernice Matisse right yeah, there. Bernice Matisse. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I, I love her. I I think it's one of those, who would have thought that this little girl would end up to do all these random things. Right. Well, and, and a lot of times you either see, like, kids who were, I guess, child actors, really, who grow up to be, like, big, kind of like, you know, Drew Barrymore, um, or they just stop acting, yeah. Completely. She, she's kind of been the opposite. Like, she's kind of continued to do a lot of things, but she's never been, like, a superstar. No, no. offense to Mae Whitman. No, she's really good in Good Girls, though. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's really, really good. I, I liked that one. But she's also, like, she's had a fantastic career. Mm-hmm. You know, she's been on a lot of stuff. If I see her, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so-and-so from The Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. What should have been? Okay, so my what should have been is stuck to less side stories happening throughout this movie. There were... Too many, like, little townspeople who were saying a few lines and then they'd be out of the movie. Like, you'd, you'd know them once and they'd say, like, one line and then they're gone. Too many little stories happening on the side when they could have just focused on 
the main storyline and we could have known more about Justin. We could have known more about Ramona. We could like they could have just dove further down into um, into the characters that they had. Rewatchability. My rewatchability is kind of there's two different numbers that I have. So okay. my rewatchability is chemistry 3.4. Okay. Storyline, 3.7. Thirst Factor is either a 2.2 if you think Harry Connick Jr. is not attractive. Oh, my God. And a 4 if you think he is attractive. Okay. Imagination is a 3.5. Soundtrack is a 2.8. Cheese is a 3.4 three, 3. for an overall score of either 3.16 or 3.46. All right. So that's interesting. Is yours somewhere right in the middle? So mine is Chemistry 3, Storyline 2, Thirst Factor 4, Imagination 3, Soundtrack 4, Cheese 4 for an overall score of 3.33. Right in the middle there. Yeah. Wow. Look at us. (laughs) And can I say, like, if you have any other additions to the, is that guy good looking, (laughs) group that we're making here, feel free to reach out on Instagram at Romcom Rewind. I think we'll also have an email address at some point that you can email us. But um, I, I think there's something to that. I think that's pretty good content there. So. I liked it. It was fun. <laughs> this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Hope Floats. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave some reviews, subscribe, follow, and uh, at Rom-Com Rewind on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, what's our next movie? Our next movie is Drive Me Crazy with Melissa Joan Hart.